people? How are the people in Chattanooga? How's the club? Um, You've been going there for a while. The club was great. I hadn't been there for a while. Uh, I was playing at the Comedy Catch. Have you ever worked there, Felipe? Comedy Catch or that? In Tennessee. Chattanooga, no. Tennessee. I would have been to Nashville. Oh, yeah? To um, Zanies. Yes. Downtown. Oh, did you like it? Did a one-nighter there. Uh-huh. It was fun. It was raining. Oh, really? Pretty yeah. packed. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, they like comedy there. Yeah, they really do. Well, they, they really like music. Like a lot of people don't know. I didn't know that. I thought Nashville was this fucking place where I was going to bump into Andy Griffin and shit. But it's pretty hip. It's pretty cool. It's like when you go to like, uh, where else in Tennessee do I go to? It's fucking Knoxville. Knoxville had one of the best record stores I've ever been in. Oh, really? Knoxville. Who would have fucking thought? Right down the block from the hotel. Just like that. Every album, everything, you know? So it's pretty neat when you go to those places and you think you're going to bump into fucking Hee Haw. Right. It's a great time. You know, Robert Plant lives in Nashville. Like, all the big recording guys live in Nashville. They got APAs there, CAAs there. Like, all the big agencies right. are there. I would have never fucking known that. I would have never known that. You know, so it's pretty interesting when you travel around the country. Well, uh, when you have a bunch of hee-haws in the audience, it can be fun. No, yeah. they're the yeah, best. Be Listen, fun, yeah. they're the best, bro. Yeah. It's like when you go to Texas, Houston, and all those places. Remember the old Oklahoma club? Oh, yeah. There was yeah. one Oklahoma club yeah. that was, you know, they didn't give a fuck who you were. The MC got a standing ovation. They throwing beer man? bottles at you. It was like Roadhouse. But they liked everybody. They just partied. That's just the way it is. I don't even think that club's there no more. No, it isn't. It's is like, that the club where the condo, where everyone who went in the condo, uh, when you stayed there on the weekend, bought a piece of art, <clears throat> and the whole place was like the cheesiest art you could ever imagine <clears throat> all over the condo? I don't yeah. remember that one. Yeah. I remember the one in Cleveland, Hilarities, in the old days before they redid it. <clears throat> you slept in the back of the club so the, the beer guy would wake you up in the morning. There was no windows. There was nothing. Like, I slept one night, and I was like, God, you're fucking killing me. I can't do this. You know, when you're doing blow in the dark, <laughs> it don't fucking work, though. You know what I'm saying? You need some light to get paranoid. You, you need something, you know what I'm saying? Wow, I wouldn't think people would do blow in the Fuck, dark. Boy, it's tough. Yeah. Not a lot of people do it. You got to get the straw and cut it up and not spill it. And you don't know whether you're snorting fucking <laughs> weed. You don't know what you're snorting. You're just having a good old time with a fucking flashlight. Yeah. You think you're back at summer camp. You know what I'm saying? In a fucking tent. Did you walk around with your own little cocaine flashlight? It was. It <laughs> was. Uh, it, was just, days, man. It, was, it was just one fucking night. It was just one of those things where. Uh, Nowadays, you gotta again. put your light on your cell phone and turn your light on and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, now. You know, now. There's an app for that, man. It's like a rail app. It's like a table, a glass table. You put it on a rail and you go, do you it's really? It's a real app? Yeah. Not, really? not a real app. But oh, you, I was like, you don't But I see a lot of scratched up phones. Yeah. So You, you never, should make that app for Lima. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great fucking app. The, the Al Pacino app, huh? <laughs> you know, in the, in the 80s, I remember that. When you, I remember the weekend John Lennon died. I went into, uh, what the fuck? Oh, I went into, I, uh, I went into, uh, uh, that was Bleaker like God's Bob's. theme music right there. It used to be this thing in the village called Bleaker Bob's. Uh -huh. And it used to have all the music you want. Like I found, like I went in there one day looking for the cars and I ended up finding Ozzy Osbourne's first album with the Blizzard of Oz, which a lot of people know it's only four songs. Later on when they got picked up, they put out eight songs. But in those days, in the early 80s, uh -huh. like 1980, if you went into, there was a head shop in New York City that it looked like a wallet. It was a wallet. You'd think it was a wallet, but when you opened it up, it was a little tube for uh -huh. your cocaine, uh -huh. a spoon, a gold straw, and on the bottom there was a rock, and there was edges in the rock, so when you poured the coke, it would go right into the rock, and you didn't have to make lines. 
Fucking, for like, you know, twenty four ninety five. I think I used it for a month and I lost a rock. You know, I lost a slate or something like that. And then wow. what are you going to do? Walk around with a little kit with a tube. And wow. It's amazing. They used to have a lot of neat things for Coke. They used to have a double barrel shotgun with a spoon made out of glass. So you could just, <laughs> you know, you could just put your little spoon and put the two tubes to your nose. And go. But the problem with I told you, I always sit on it and break it. I had like 80 of them. I would break them. Man, where's the tube? I don't know. I sat on it. What the fuck? So it's weird how they've changed paraphernalia now. I've only used a bullet before. A bullet? Remember the yeah. bullet? And they make plastic the, ones now. Remember if you left the yeah. thing, the coke would spill out, you'd yeah. get pissed off. Oh, man. Awesome. I remember what they used to have. They used to have a gas mask for weed. Yeah. Do you remember the that? Gas like, like, so it was a, like a jet pilot guy. Like a jet pilot. So you yeah. you took the, it was a container, like a, like a Slurpee container, uh-huh. and you uh, put the joint in it, lit it, and then put it in the jar, turn it around, and then you blew it. Like a, like a mustard thing, uh-huh. and, go, whoop, whoop, and it blows smoke in your face. <laughs> if you wanted to take it to the extra level, you got the mask with the goggles and everything, and it would just go right into your fucking mouth. So people would just squeeze it. That, that, that was the part. <laughs> Do you remember when you went to a concert in the 80s and you couldn't sneak beer in, so you had to buy those leather things? Remember those leather things you filled up with wine and put that were strapped? For that flask? Yeah. yeah. Remember that you, you hit them under your jacket, you thought you were Clint Eastwood and shit, and you walked in there, you're drinking with everybody, the next day you got fucking tonsillitis, because you're drinking fucking wine with a bunch of filthy animals that haven't brushed their teeth in a year. You know, I always, everybody has a bandolin. Yeah, everybody. Those are the fucking, they had yeah. things, they made things for to enhance your party, you know, atmosphere, oh you know God, what I'm saying? I remember funny. seeing a condom for your tongue one time. And I did not know what it was. The people were showing it to me on 42nd Street. It was probably a gum. What is it? It was probably a piece of gum. No, it was a... Right before you make What it bubble. was, it was a, a, a condom that you put on your tongue. And over the condom was like a, a devil. So it was like a toy devil that went on your tongue. So when you... It, it gave your tongue an extension. So uh-huh. you put the, t- the condom on your tongue. Okay. And then the condom was connected to like a little devil that went on the tip of your tongue. So when he was eating your pussy, the tongue had like a devil on it. And the tongue, the devil had a tongue plus your fucking tongue. So you got two tongues in your fucking monkey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Plus the devil. Who in this day and age can say they've been eaten out by the devil? Not too many fucking women. So that's, well, I've seen that What did they call that? Time. What did they call that? You know, one? man, this had to be 1983 or something. Uh-huh. Tongue twister. And, 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 tongue twister. And, and, <laughs> and the weirdest thing was that when they were showing it to me, I didn't know what it was, but I was making believe like I'd used it before. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And the guy's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, wow. Of course. Wow, yesterday. Yeah. I seen the one with Jesus' face on it. No, I yeah. didn't. That was yeah, the first I, time. I got the one with Gene Simmons on it. Yeah, yeah. the one with Gene Simmons. I'm so fucking embarrassed because I didn't know what it was. And i never seen that. Have you ever seen that? So it was so it was the one with a Gene Simmons and then no, Gene Simmons' No, 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 no. It was a devil. Time? It was just a oh, devil. Okay. They only had a devil. Okay. So basically what it was was a condom for your tongue that was connected. Yeah, you grab the like devil t- by the horns. Yeah, so you grab that little fucking devil and rub it in your fucking mouth. We're back, bitches! <laughs> Being the Beast podcast for Alicia Michaels. Joey Diaz. What's happening, you sexy motherfucker? Mm, well, uh, I'm adding the cameras in. It's I seen that. Don't even fucking acknowledge those cops. I know, I know. You know what I'm saying? And, it's uh, reality but- TV meets Oprah Winfield, the podcast. Did you see that? No. Somebody said we're the Oprah of podcasts. 
Really? Yep. That you always want to cry at the end of shit. Oh. Tell a story. You know what I'm saying? We had a bunch of tears in here the last couple of weeks. Oh, I know. I and they know. were pretty fun. You know, I'm still getting shit about Vinny. Vinny really tore a lot of people. Vinny was a up. good podcast. Today I went to do an audition, and around the corner was the boxing gym. So I went in there. And the guy that owns it used to be Pacquiao, strength and training guy. And he's got Macca Foley. And then I actually told Macca, I go, Macca Foley. I had Vinny Curdo on the podcast. He goes, did he fucking just destroy it? I go, he destroyed it. He destroyed it at every level, emotionally. Oh, yeah. He raped you physically, emotionally, and mentally. I mean, it was just, uh, so it was pretty nice having him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to have Macafoli on. I'm going to try to get oh, Rocco nice. Urbisi on. Okay. The guy that wrote uh, uh, Richard Pryor. What's Richard Pryor's best movie? This Is Your Life, JoJo Dancing. Oh, really? So Rocco wrote that. Rocco was uh, 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 Richard Pryor's early guy you mm-hmm. know and, uh, mm-hmm. and and he's been around now he's old now, now he's 65 but I know his son real good when I seen his son I go hey man see if your dad will do the podcast he goes he'll do it for you he likes you so oh, nice. I'm gonna try to oh, give him a awesome. cool, he's yeah. a really good guy that nice. guy uh, and I just want to say something that I'm very very thankful about what's going on I uh, I taped the CD in December with no expectations you know my friend Lee Syatt the director from mm-hmm. Israel uh, the rock thrower, as I call him, he said, why don't you just tape your set? And it was one of those ta- set, tapings that I was unconscious for. Like, I just went up there and I had like three jokes written for each topic. Uh-huh. But for some reason, I added two more that night. Every, all the stars were aligned. And we put it on payloads. And uh, my friend Joe Haas, hahas.com, you know, he uh, he has a lot of comedians on his yeah. thing. He's got Felipe on there and yeah. uh, Felicia soon and whatever the hell we want. And he goes, you know, put it through my, you know, uh, iTunes, you know. And Felicia, I had no expectations. I, Felicia, you know me. I just put it out there. I didn't care. People just bother you, you know. They're like, hey, put something out, put yeah. something out. And Friday morning, I wake up and, you know, I wake up at fucking 5.30. You wake up early, too. And I see the light blinking on the phone. And I look at the phone. It's Rogan in Florida. He was in Florida, so he was three-hour difference. And uh, I had the email from Joe Haas. He goes, you opened up at number one. And then Rogan called. And he goes, Doug, I got off the plane. I went on my uh, uh, board. Uh-huh. And he goes, people were threatening on the board. You, you got the number one CD. And I was like, and I thought it was just a fucking fluke, Felicia. Come on. It was a mistake. Why would you think that? People fucking love Felicia, you, it's not years. that. It's like, you know, I've never been considered like a comic. So it doesn't really matter. I yeah. just wanted to put it out there for the people. But then that afternoon it hit, you know, and then Saturday it stayed on there, and Sunday and Monday. Uh-huh. And this morning I woke up and my wife called me. She goes, do you know you're still fucking number one, like 1030? Because we're both, like, in shock. We didn't expect that. You know, there's so no, many great awesome. comics out there today. So it's an honor, but uh, it's really to the podcast listeners. This is because of you guys. You guys, uh, one guy wrote a, a comment that he had seen me before, mm-hmm. that he knew me from the Joey Karate videos, but when he... He got on the podcast was when he really discovered who I was, and it's really an honor. And he wrote nice stuff. He goes, "It's just not a jokey thing that we're doing something, and you really get to know." So, God knows. Listen, I'm not questioning it. I know that there's going to be an asterisk under it. Like someday <laughs> they're going to say that somebody bought 10 million copies and then didn't pay their bill or something. I don't even know. Right. I just want to thank everybody that listens no, to this podcast. No, I think podcast. it's awesome, and congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, it's yeah number amazing. one. I mean, I've never been number one in nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't I didn't have this expectation. I didn't want it. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even know they had that. 
yeah. on iTunes. I just thought it was just, you know, you put your thing on there and people find it. But I'm really thankful. That's what I want to find. No, it's say. awesome. And congratulations yeah. on that. And and, uh, and the podcast, too, has uh, been very, you know, like the last couple of weeks, Felipe, you know, we had such great guests that I was like, wow. If Felipe this is, kicked it off. Yeah, Felipe yeah. By really the way, you absolutely did. Thank you, man. Yeah, you yeah. It it's, it's, it's been like amazing guest after guest and from all uh, walks of life and all that kind of stuff. But I felt really proud that these last couple of weeks. Like, wow, if this is the height of what you put into the world, that's not so bad. You, you know, know maybe a, it's cool. There's a listener's name is Manny Tafoya from 510. Good guy graphic guy and he called the other day he emailed me and we spoke on the phone he goes you know he goes I really like Beauty and the Beast season one but season two really got me it's really going somewhere and I told him I said you know it took us a while to get in the groove and we finally came to an agreement that we'll do the interview we'll have a guest call a commentary and it all works out you know what I'm saying it's not just us talking you know that's the one thing we got a lot of compliments on letting Vinny roll that day a lot of people, a lot of people said well most people would interrupt him when he was crying or whatever listen guys when you were listening to Vinny Potter yeah Vinny, we were listening we were in shock we were like we oh, were like we didn't know shit. what to like, do we didn't you know, know what to say yeah, we were like, like I, I didn't know what the fuck to do I kept yeah. looking at Felicia but, and we just said fuck it and that's you know we're not on the podcast just to talk shit we want people to say what the fuck they want to say well, we can talk some shit, though. Why Always. not? <laughs> uh, as usual, we have a top-notch guest, one of my brothers. I got him here for a reason today. Let's give him a round of applause. My man, Mr. Felipe Esparza and shit. Woo! You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> dimension of comedy. You follow what I'm saying to you? Yeah, he won last comic, but that was last year. He's up to a different fucking level. I read all the tweets from Ontario and shit, and people are digging you. What up? What's up, fool? I can't call it, Tarzan. Hello. 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 <laughs> Felicia's looking good today, huh? Yeah, man. I forgot. I'm looking at you when I come. I'm like, this Charlie's Angels. good. Maybe she had a date. Then I see her setting up cameras. I knew there was a by the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew there was a by the way. Yeah. I thought she was on a date. She was happy to see me. I didn't know she had to go to PTA and talk to some fucking teacher. She wouldn't crack. She wouldn't crack. No, no nothing. No, I'm here on the no. computer. I walk in, I see cameras, and I should have put two and two together. What was well, I, I set up the cameras earlier, and then my hair was crazier than yours, Morning. and I was like, I got to fix this right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on, Bubba? I was at the Ontario Improv last week. Five shows. Five shows. shows. Sold out. Sold out, yes. It was amazing. You got some great numbers. You got some good Yeah, followers. great numbers, man. Awesome. You got some good people in your corner. You got a lot of people that are... When I was in Miami, a lot of people brought your name up to me. Hey, man, you know Felipe? I would try to get him down here so people get to know who the fuck Felipe is. They better know who the fuck, man. And it's amazing, the fucking journey, you know? We were on the road for years. You for know, years, for man. years. And all of a sudden, you win last years. comic, and now you're Mark still on Babbitt. the fucking road, but now it's just you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just the Felipe Esparza show. And I watched you a couple weeks ago on uh, Flappers. And it's really weird because I'm a comic, and I like to laugh. Bro, I love to laugh. I love to laugh too. Everybody man. likes to uh -huh. fucking laugh. Yeah, no and doubt. you know, in your heart, and I say it all the time, in your heart, you really go see a comedian with all your expectations, and he does not material from the year before. And you're like, God damn it, I wanted to come fucking laugh. And I went <laughs> to see this motherfucking flappers, and let me tell you how bad it was that night. You couldn't find the seat. Like, I did a set, but then, like, there was nowhere to stand. So I had to stand by the kitchen and listen to you, and I don't like that. Sometimes I like listening to a person if uh -huh. I know he's not animated. Yeah. But I know that the other 30% of the joke that's going on is him. 
You know, there's just some people you know. Some yeah. people are just going to stand there and sell you a joke methodically, yeah. very slowly. But some people put 40% into it. It's, it's a total fucking thing, you know. You got to watch performance. Yeah, I like yeah. watching it. You uh-huh. really like getting fucking captivated, you know. And I'll tell you that, man, at Flappers, you know, some stuff was very new. And some yeah. stuff I hadn't heard and stuff, some, some stuff I heard and some stuff I wanted to hear. You know, but you were amazing. On the 20 minutes that I got to fucking watch it, and I had yeah. to move because the waitress, and that's how packed it was. Right. It was Usually a out. comic could stand. There was no fucking room for comics. They had me in the dungeon with Rizzo and three Puerto Ricans and shit like yeah. that. <laughs> fucking terrible. It was really packed, and it was amazing. Are you writing a lot now? Yeah, I, I find like when I'm on the road, you know, I I, I tell myself, like, have you, have you heard this material already? Because they saw the one-hour Showtime special, right? But then um, I come back home and I, I feel like going up. Then I don't want to go up. But I, I don't. But when I feel comfortable, I was in Timonium, Maryland, at at um, Magoobie's Comedy Joke House. <laughs> right? You probably never heard of it, no, right? Magoobie's. It's over there by Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Where well, the wire was. The suburbs. <laughs> it's like the Brea Improv, and Baltimore. Baltimore is it's fucking Anaheim. You know what I mean? It's like in the outskirts, uh-huh. you know, and they have like an upper deck. You know, I didn't sell out that show at all. It was like 50 people here. It holds like 350. But right through that week, I got to work on material. You know, I said, fuck it, eh? What do they carry? But they all, it was cool, you know? Uh-huh. I got to work on material that night, every night. Do you write every day? Nah. You know, nah. I don't, I, th- I don't. You I, write in your head every day. Yes. Yes. In my That's head, what I, I do. do. Yes, I bring up my 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 little phone and I start uh-huh. taking notes. You know, like about stuff that happens. You know, like like everyone, like you know, there's a lot of jokes in there that you want to write and do them on stage. But now, like with Twitter and Facebook, everything's so topical. My, my personal material, I save that. You know, for people who pay money now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you when you're on Twitter, how long have you been on Twitter for? I think 2009. How about you, Felicia? You're 2009, right? Yeah. Uh, How long have you been on Twitter I for? was when we started the podcast. Okay, you know what's really crazy? Well, you were that. I hate to say this. A year and a half ago. Yeah. I hate to say this about Twitter, but Twitter helps comedians. It does. I don't care what anybody says. Because sometimes you might have an idea, and it might be, you know, minus 98 fucking characters, and you got to work backwards, bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it really teaches you just for that moment. If I could polish one thing out in the morning, something crazy, mm-hmm. I'm good for the day because I know I made my mind work and I had to shorten shit. Every joke starts over 140 fucking characters unless you're Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. You know, every joke starts at 9,000 characters and you chop and you chop and then you learn how to, the punch to go straight. You know, it's the same fucking deal. But it's amazing that since I've gotten on Twitter, I've learned how to shorten shit. Do you make mental notes, Felicia Michaels? Do I make mental During the notes? day. I mean, the other day you said something to me that I loved. You said that you like doing the podcast, and then you like editing it a couple of days later because it gives you time to think. Yeah, that because I have to uh, think about the experience. Like when uh, we did a Vinny's episode, it was really powerful, and you have to like think on it a couple of days because you, you, you want to hear it with fresh ears, you know what I mean, so that you can hear the little nuances and, you know, so... Uh, but I like to get up every morning and just read the paper or the Huffington Post. Do you do that? Do you, you know, do that every morning? Is that the first thing you do? Like yeah, every morning I just go on Twitter, and, and I find out what's topical 
you know, what's trending. You just wear like a hashtag that's pretty mm-hmm. funny, and I try to write something funny about that. Or I wake up in the morning and then I watch, I watch CNN, or watch ESPN First Take with my man, I'm um, Skip Bayless and St- Stephen A. Smith, and they get all the sports stories, you know, like about sports. And I get, mm-hmm. and I, and I, I listen in the morning to Howard Stern. Oh, you do? Yeah, I have it on my Sirius, so um, I get to know what he knows because he knows everything before everybody. <laughs> so then I'm up to date on that. Then I go watch, back to watching Family Guy. <laughs> is it me or is Family Guy the best show on television? It's a great show ever, but we watch it. But you ever watch Family Guy with a Simpson fan? They might, you know, they say no. They say right. Family no, guys. I'm a Family Guy guy. Yeah, I'm a Family Guy. Guy I'm too. a Family Guy guy. Love guy. it, man. When I put Family Guy on, I drool. Oh, like really? the writing is so fucking good. No, it is good. And they get away with so much. They get away with it because it's so funny. Oh, and I don't know where the fuck it comes from. Dude. Like this is, they have three demented motherfuckers in that office that are not getting paid. They yeah. just give them weed and heroin and explosives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you like think this. I'm fucking kidding you. There has to be. There's no way three fucking white kids are writing that shit. No. Those are three Vietnam vets that are like sitting in the back. Yes. And they throw bananas and Jack Daniels at them. And they catch it, and they're like, uh, say this. And you're like, what the fuck? That is they're, some dark shit. They're somewhere fishing right now, going, smoking, doing meth, going, okay, man, the Mexican super friends. <laughs> you know, you write a type of man to have a mustache, Superman to have a mustache, and there'll be a guy dressed up like corn with a cape, but we won't show him. And then like, Robin comes in <laughs> with a bag full of keys and goes, hey, Superman, I got the keys. Then Aquaman comes in, whatever, goes, hey, eviction, eviction. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend's seven-year-old been watching Family Guy, Isaac, since he was maybe three years old. So now he's seven, (laughs) so he has four years of Family Guy in him. Like if he was sitting right now, he'll be like this, but no, not like that, like this, like this. And he'll act out the whole Family Guy. Like every word by word, every word. What was your show that you acted out word by word when you were um, a kid? When I was a kid, my favorite show was that I word by word. Yeah, that you knew. Like if you put it on now, you're saying the words before that. Damn, not a lot of shows, man. Because my dad used to watch a lot of Spanish shows, so I would say. Um, Simplemente Maria. That yeah, was Siempre opera. Domingo. Siempre Domingo. Those are, What's those, that about? Those are telenovelas. Siempre Domingo is like a show. It's a show that starts around 11, noon and ends around 9 o'clock at night. It's a variety show where they show music from all over the world. Comedians, girls, bikinis, Raffles. Raffles. Oh, fucking day. And then they have one on Saturday, too, that was Saturday. That's huge. That's, that's huge. bigger now. And that's what it is. Huge Saturday. Yeah. But it's funny. The host of that show was the guy who was the bar owner in Carlito's Way. When he comes in, he goes, uh, what was his name, though, in Carlito's Jose Way? Pos- oh, oh. Remember the guy, the chubby, Ron! Just call me Ron! Yeah, they call me Ron! Sasso! Sasso! Oh. No, ha, 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 they call me Ron. Yeah. And then he breaks it down. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Felicia uh, Michaels? Yeah, yeah. That movie is a five. In my, I was never Five, cra- like out of ten. Yeah, I was never crazy about Carlito's way, but there was one guy that had one scene in that movie and destroyed it. Viggo Mortensen. Yes, in a wheelchair. As a Puerto Rican. 
Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, Puerto Rican. He's a blonde head Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. Destroyed it. When he's talking, and at the end of the thing, he went Mexican. Yeah. At the end, he went Mexican. <laughs> but the whole time, he had him Puerto Rican. He was pounding, pounding him. You're sitting there going, this motherfucker. And then there was one time he goes, I seen your girlfriend, yeah. La Rubia. Yeah. When he said that, that means the blonde. Because <sighs> that's how they refer to blondes in Spanish. No blonde in Spanish has a name. Her name is La Rubia. That's just the way life is, Felicia. That's just the way life is. It's yeah. nothing personal. They just call you blonde. That's <laughs> yeah. what that is, blonde. Uh-huh. When he says that, he goes, I seen your ex-girlfriend. You know La Rubia. My fucking man, he asked him if he wants a blast. Now, even in Scarface, they didn't say the right words at all. The 70s word for a blast was pase. That's it. Get un pase. Get un pase la lis. Get un pase. That's it. Get es un pase. That's the old word. When he takes Pretty that thing out and he goes, get un pase. I almost, the sperm was coming out of my fucking ears. I'm like, this motherfucker did his homework. I mean, brilliantly. Whoever he hired really broke it down for him. Uh-huh. I don't know if you give a fuck. Who gives a fuck? You know what no, I'm I find it Felipe very interesting. Felipe's here, motherfucker. What's was, happening, baby? Oh, Lalise, Lalise. Lalise, Lalise. Lalise, come into the room. Everybody's happy. Lalise yeah. is here, man. <laughs> <laughs> why, is, why is Lalise here, man? He was doing a 15-year stretch. How did you get out, man? Oh, how did you get out? I studied. I, I, I did, studied. I did my math. Look at my piece in out of the bag. I'm pissing it out of the bag. I got nothing. Man. Got oh, man. Let me tell you, man. It's hard. Sometimes, man, it's hard out there, man. You're trying to find dope. It's hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'd be on MySpace. Like, I was trying to find blow in the middle of the night. You know, I'm stuck in a hotel room. I would put up a, a email, a, a post, an update that says, who's watching Scarface right now? Hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. That's hysterical. And somebody, I used to dial numbers. Or people like, leave noses. Dog. Help me lift this. In fucking Houston, I would just. Oh man, around. forget about Houston. Houston Don't talk about Houston. Houston used to be my fucking. Uh, Why tell me? We came to Miami, huh? Houston, Miami. I'm lucky I'm alive. Those me two too. weeks in Miami as a feature act. They <laughs> Those two weeks in Miami as a feature act, dog. You needed five days to recover after that. You really did, you know. But then I discovered Houston, and that was just was crazy. Houston was just, insane. They got a club called Lola's. It's got no windows. In the, uh, in the uh, <laughs> it's in the gay area. I forget what the name of that area is, which is tremendous. They got Barnaby's restaurant that, that has the best fucking hamburgers. They got a Puerto Rican restaurant. It's on Fairview, and something else. I forget the name of that area there because that was where the laugh stop is. Uh-huh. That's part of that. Yeah, right farm. Yeah, and you walk in there. First off, they don't have cocktails. Oh, by that, made by that weird market? Yeah. Yeah. That little bar. It had no and windows. Yeah, dumplings on the side. Yeah. Oh, my God. This place was amazing. And they didn't have beer. Like, normal. you know, you go into a place and go, can I get a Heineken on tap? They come up to you and say, we got Rheingold and we got vodka. <laughs> uh, You're like, what? Yeah, we got Rheingold and we got vodka. What do you want? How do you want your vodka? Or do you want a Rheingold? Every night they had different shit. Uh-huh. You know, the red beer, the Houston beer. And they had no windows, so you didn't know what time it was. You go in there at 10 o'clock, you walk out, it was 10 in the fucking morning. Was that your favorite city? Like, if you're going to yes. go somewhere where you're like, sweet yes. Houston. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I would go to Houston five nights before Houston, I'd take, take a vitamin E. I'd do some push-ups. I'd eat good because I knew once I got to Houston, I would gain 20 pounds in oh, two really? weeks in Houston. Snort and eat. I gain um, yeah. 15 pounds If you want to snort and eat. Smoking and eating. Snort, eat in Houston? Oh. Yeah. A binge, 
suck some pussy, wake up and go fucking eat some Chinese food and then some barbecue and then some uh, some ponchos. Yeah. Well, fucking just, it, it never ends in Houston. You know, Houston's the number one place in the country where people go out to dinner. Because it's oh, so really? cheap. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's San Francisco and whatever. But the other side of that coin is, in Houston, if I look at you and I go, you know what? I feel like Italian food, but I want it from that village in Rome by Napoli. They got a restaurant for you. They feed you in Texas, man. They don't fuck around. That Houston area there, Carabas. Yeah. Go to Carabas anywhere in the country. It fucking blows. Yeah. Go to Carabas in Houston. Get the chicken marsala. You'll die. So what city would you go where you were partying and scoring where you were scared? Where you were like, Probably oh. everywhere I've been everywhere. to. <laughs> I mean, it's sad to say that I found what I needed I mean, in every town. Even in uh, Montreal. It was, it was the smallest. And Amsterdam too, man. I mean, I was in Amsterdam. I was supposed to do a show, and then I, I got so pissed off. I was there with an ex-girlfriend. You know, we got mad at each other, you know, because I have been on a binge before Amsterdam, uh-huh. you know, so we haven't spoke to her, like, I don't know how long it's been, you know, but, you know, she didn't want to give away her tickets, you know, she was forced on this trip, I guess. So, man, and that one night of me getting pissed off, I did, her- I did, I smoked heroin, for the first time, wow. I smoked. I, well, I, I, I started smoking crack cocaine before already, but it was like I had my adventure, man. I mean, this guy was making crack cocaine right in front of me. I never seen it that way. I thought it was just water and baking soda, right? But he was just he had the little red bottle of ammonia. So whatever that was, <laughs> <laughs> he would just put it in a little spoon, cha cha cha, you know. And he just made it real quick and just scoop it up, and I was right there, man, like David Ruff in the Temptations. I got two free tickets for tonight's show. That was two nights ago. Oh, that was two nights ago. Damn, I guess I'm going to be there. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever seen that movie, Felicia? Oh, you got to see it, man. That's, a, VH1. that's, the, that's the real oh, shit right there. When David, David Ruffin. Ruffin. Oh, he's smoking crack throughout the whole thing. I mean, he's showing up. Oh, my God. He made his coke dealer his manager. Yeah. He said, fuck it. You're my manager. Manager. Just hang around me all day. What's his name? Slick. 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 Shit. What's, that's it? Just call me Slick. This motherfucker went up to the Temptations right before the show and said, <laughs> they're like, where's David? New deal. It's not the Temptations no more. It's David Ruffin, the Temptations. And they're like, fuck that. We'll go on without him. They went on, and during the second show, David Ruffin gave the guy dough, and they put the spotlight on him. He came out from the side. They got him on YouTube. Yeah, he came out from the Ruffin side. David Ruffin was a savage, dog. And was savage. Oh, I'm go but in 75, he wrote, he came out one of the best love songs of all time. And when you hear his voice on this song, you fucking sit down and go, that's an American. Yeah. And he uh, walk away from love, and it's on Motown. What, just one song. If you listen to a David Ruffin song, it's slow. You're like, Joey, why'd you send me here? Just listen to the brother's voice. It was mind-boggling. The you best. You see that song? Ever since you've been away. Yeah. All oh. I've been doing is thinking, thinking, thinking. <laughs> I can believe it, yeah. Thinking. Yeah. They had the, the, the fucking scene when, uh, in that movie when they introduced Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. Like, none of the Temptations, they were gone. It was like, three original members at that time. They were fighting and they brought it in and they're like, bro, I'm not singing that lyric. You know, it was the 3rd of September. And the guy goes, why? And he goes, that's the day my father died. And he goes, listen, then put it in the fucking song. They go, no, I'm not gonna sing that song. We're not gonna tape it because it's got the date. You gotta change the date. And the writer was like, either I'll give it to you or I'll give it to somebody else. Fucking use that date and sing it. And when they start doing it on that thing, yeah. boom, boom, 
boom, boom, boom, boom, boom. You fucking get goosebumps. You're like that. And was... then during that music, music sequence when they're playing, dun, 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 dun. you could see what you could see like videos of what the other Temptations who aren't in a band are doing. They're showing one of the Temptations about to blow his head off in a car, and you see uh, David Ruffin with two chicks doing blow. It's crazy because <laughs> you, you put yourself right there, man. Man, when you're doing blow, you're nuts, man. I remember, man. This is crazy, man. It's embarrassing, dude. But I wanted, I wanted to smoke crack, you know, and all I had was blow, and I was sad. You know, I ordered baking soda from room service. And that guy brought me baking <laughs> soda. He and did? He, just, he was trying to hold his laugh, like... <laughs> like he thought he was in a Dave Chappelle video or something, you know. <laughs> He's probably watching Last Comic Standing going... That's the motherfucker <laughs> that ordered baking soda from room service. Listen to me, right? I get a call. It's insane. Oh, man. I get a call from Pete Pirelli. He goes, Joey, are you awake? I'm like, I'm awake. Pete Pirelli? Good he man, eh? He, he goes, good. Probably back a year later. He goes, I got to talk to you about something. He goes, your boy went on a fucking ride. We got to help him. I go, who? What are you talking about? It's eight in the morning. He goes, Felipe is rocking and rolling down here. He's with, what's his name? The little chubby dude with the goatee. Billy Wayne, whatever. Jerry oh, Wayne. Jerry like, Wayne. He goes, they're on a fucking tear. I talked to him. <laughs> he's fine. We're laughing our asses off. Everybody goes, Felipe walked into that room. And you could see he had the devil on him. But when it was time for this motherfucker to go up, they say he destroyed. Like Jerry Wayne called me. He goes, dog, your friend is like a superhero. He went in there fucked up. Went up on that stage and just leveled them. And from there, he went and got fucked up again. But just <laughs> for that hour in time. Yeah, but how do you do that? That was, that was the, my worst week ever, man. Like, I don't know, man. I guess you got to be... I don't know, man. You, you're, like, not even thinking about it. It's like you, you turn into something. You're not, you're not that person no more. It's like you... It's like a, you morph into another person... I remember like not sleeping for one day and I had a show that I paid $150 at some casino somewhere and I had to be over there and I got there just an hour before the show, an hour after the show started, you know, I get there early and I remember, I don't know what jokes I said, you know, but I know that I was wired, man, and then um, and I'm thinking, man, how could this keep going on? And I got a standing ovation, you know, and then um, the promoter looking at me, man, how could you show up like this, hey? You know, whatever, whatever, you know. And then I was going to the bathroom, you know, he said, and I said, you know what, man? Next time, I want you to try this, man. Try not sleeping for a whole day, partying and being depressed and then getting a standing ovation. If you could do that, man, talk to me, brother. Because <laughs> I'm a beast. And it's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, And it's like, you don't know where it is till you start doing it. And you know which comics do it and you know where to find it and you know where to hang out. Man, I went to his party in the valley, and first of all, I knew there was going to be a party because they told me the show starts at 2 in the morning, you know, <laughs> so I get there, man, and they have, they had like liquid coke hidden uh -huh. in different compartments of the house, and I never done that in my life, man. They like, I'm going to put cocaine and water and a nasal spray, uh -huh. and then it was just water. Wow. We stood at that house till noon. I never really tried to go on stage fucked up. And it wasn't until Miami that, you know, when you're in Miami, they do three shows on a Saturday night. Uh, yeah, no, Seven, nine, nine, and 11. Yeah. 
I'm a fucking junkie. By 9.30 after that second show, <laughs> I've got to do what i got to do. Yeah. And I would just, just do a little blast and uh-huh. drink and smoke like 80 cigarettes before I went on stage. But that thing is still love there. That and this is why I never understood how Felipe could get that. Because on the natural, when you do snorts, when you do coke, it disconnects you. Yeah. It dis- there's yeah. a part of you that gets disconnected. Your soul, your spirit, something gets disconnected from your body. Something. I know when I'm on stage and I would have the traces of blow on my body from the night before, uh-huh. I'd catch myself at the eight-minute mark in the back. I would be saying, what the fuck am I saying? What, I can't even feel it. I can't feel the words. You know, when you're on stage, you're killing when you're feeling the words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're in your fucking hands yeah. and they're in your feet. Yeah. And you can, yeah. You're talking about ass and you can yeah. taste ass. And yeah. You're, talk, yeah. you're fucking yeah. killing. They're buying it. It could be the worst material in the world. They could have heard it before, yeah. but you're living it for them. Yeah. Right. And that's what cocaine disconnected me so much, so I really stayed away from it. But if I did it the night before and I had an audition the next day or a, a thing, I'd be completely disconnected. If I had something very important, I'd take off like three days. Oh man, hell no, man! If I had like the the, the <laughs> hell no, the, the stop, the stopping part. Like once you stop, you know, and you you wake up the next day, man. You feel like shit, man. You, you talk. Oh, I felt I felt feel so depressed after, man. Like I'm never gonna do this again. I'm, I'm crying, you know. I'm depressed. Then I'm sad. I'm not gonna do this again. Then like three days later go by. I'm so sad, you know. You know, I can't believe one time I was so sad. I, the first thing I wrote on a paper was Xanax. You know, sometimes you miss your girlfriend. You're like, oh, I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> the first thing I wrote was Xanax. <laughs> I was sad, man. I was like, my, that was the end, man. Now, you wow. said you had done heroin. How many times did you do heroin altogether? Altogether, when I was in, uh, I was drunk, though, man. Right, right. So I don't be, even know what if no, I took. you got to be fucked up to do that. I was fucked up. Fucked up. And I threw up, too, so. Yeah, you always throw up. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't even know how to do it, so they just babied me to the whole thing. And um, I just did it. And then another time was um, I was getting fucked up in L.A. And um, somewhere by the, I'm trying to tell you where, but downtown, you know, by the, for the Greyhound bus station right there. We just smoked it again, but it was different. It was in a joint, and it was horrible. Threw up. But I was drunk. Like, this is like, like Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde. Like, what is, like, it's crazy, the transformation, man. Hey, from 83 to 87, all I had to do was get two Southern Comfort and Orange juices in me, and you could have your way with me. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, two, you know, I don't drink. Uh-huh. So I would take two or three nights off, and I would go, tonight I'm going to drink. I'm not going to snort tonight. I'm just going to drink. I'm going to go up to Snowmass Village and have two drinks. Once I'd have those two Southern Comfort orange juices, I couldn't even focus. I had, I'd do whatever. I'd do whatever after that. At that point, I'd do blow, heroin, pills, whatever the fuck you had, you know? See, that's what, that's what I would do, that's man. That's what I would do. See, that was my worst. I would get the urges, you know, like the urges to uh-huh. go, okay, I'm going to fucking party today, you know, like. I'm going to get whatever, you know. Because I was living alone, too, for a long time. So, you know, there, there was no worries. You know, I do whatever I want. But what I do, I, I would plan it out. Okay, I'm going to drink a 40-ouncer first. You know, I drink like a 40. Or uh-huh. I start drinking first at this hour. And by that time, you know, I'll be like, I can't fight it no more. I want it. You know, I'm going to get the party going. And that's how I would go into partying. Yeah. And after a couple, once I'm buzzed, it could keep anything, man. 
you know, I start calling up Joe Diaz, you know, whatever. Start calling up anybody, you he know. He would call me up. Yeah, we'll call him up. I'd be his coked girl, up. His wife was pissed. Like I, I would be coked up, and I'm trying to, I'm playing with my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I do another line? Should I go to the ATM? Will they catch me? I got to drive to Rouse, and I got to wake fucking D up and get the package. And all of a sudden, I'd have a pager in those days. I'd see, <laughs> I'm like, booty <laughs> Fucking Felipe. And I'd call him back, what up? Nothing, dog. What are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? And we wouldn't ca cave to What's one up, another. Boo? We would not cave to one another. What are you doing? No, what are you doing? No, I mean, I just thought about you. I was thinking about you too. I'll call you tomorrow about that gig. Okay, bye. And we get off the phone. And I go, why is that motherfucker calling me at 5.52? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? like yeah. it was different. You know, you, you, we were both going through it. But it's funny. I was on a, I was on a bicycle about a month ago. You know, one of those uh, stupid training bicycles at the Y. And I was listening to No Not a list, right? Whatever the fuck they are. You, you, you know, you put your hands on it and it tells you, what you're doing and your heart rate, whatever the fuck. And I was listening to Led Zeppelin, No Quarter, a live one. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, I don't think I tell you about this, Felicia. This is fucked up. This is, uh, I'm just pedaling, pedaling, and also I'm listening to the guitar. My knee was hurting, so I was focusing on the knee, but the guitar got into me. And for some reason, I just started crying. At the why, like, a, like a, <laughs> you know, like crying, like the emotion. And I actually had to stop the bike and go, what the fuck was that? And I was like, Oh my God! You know when you do something, you completely black out. Yeah. Like completely black out. It came back to me, thirty, thirty-two years later, that I went to this guy's house. His name was Gunther Brown, and he stuttered, but he was a filthy rich guy. And he collected lunch boxes. He oh, collected really? Beatles. He was a big Paul McCartney's T-shirt from mm -hmm. Yankee Stadium, shit like that. This guy's father was rich. Liverpool. And I think I told you about this. I don't think I told you the story because I just remembered it. And I went over there one day and he's like, hey man, you want to do some age? And at that time, like my mother was dead two years in, like maybe a year and a half in. And I was trying to fight it out of me. And he sat me down and it was that white shit, the white powder. And he goes, how much do you want to do? And I go, I've never done it before. And I did like maybe a half a line. And I got up, like I lost my sugar, whatever they call it. You lose everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, I just turned pale. I wanted to pass out. You know, I thought I was up like six feet away. Yeah, I thought I was going to die. The true story. I'm, I'm, I'm 16, 17, maybe 17. And at this point, I was just, I had a death wish, so it didn't matter. It had to be 7 o'clock at night. And I did this H. And I remember that when I got there, it was sunlight. And I go, G -g 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 I got to puke. And I remember crawling to the bathroom puking for an hour and then coming out but when I came out it was dark already like I was in there for a while mm -hmm. in my mind I didn't know where I was Felicia you're fucking 17 but Led Zeppelin that song was on no quarter and I remember going you know what I'm gonna sit for five minutes get my composure and I'm gonna go home I don't care what time it is I'm gonna go home and I sat there and I started listening to Jimmy Page and I kept saying how the fuck can I turn this off you know when you're trying to get your head mm -hmm. together so I'm like, how the yeah. fuck am I going to turn this thing off? I can't turn Jimmy Page on, off. But he kept going. If you listen to that solo in No Quarter, like the five-minute mark, oh, he shreds that motherfucker. But it's pure heroin. So I know he's talking to me. In my mind, I'm like, this motherfucker's talking. He's he's gearing up this heroin. Yeah. It's like when you eat a pop cookie and you drink coffee afterward. God damn, that cookie's on fire. He's gearing it. And I can feel myself bending. But when you're on heroin, you go back and forth. 
Like I was going back and forth to get air and uh -huh. all this shit. Like, but I kept going into an embryo position and I kept hearing a heartbeat. Like I was in my mother's fucking womb again. And I'm like, that's it, I'm gonna die. Like I thought I was gonna die because you keep puking, whatever, mm -hmm. but you're fucking high. And it's great, you're numb and this guitar is fucking killing me. And I looked up one time and it's all the women that were in my life from the lunch lady to the fucking, just, you know, just every woman that's in your life. Your first grade teacher, the nuns at Sacred Heart. Just every fucking The tranny woman. with the wig. And the, the tranny with the wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's looking Thank into the future. That. That's yeah. looking into the future. future. Yeah. And that one thing where he, he really gets into this one part, I seen the fucking Virgin Mary. And that's when I was like, no, this isn't happening to me. And I just closed my eyes, closed my eyes. And every time I'd open my eyes, the Virgin Mary was doing like a striptease. And I could feel her warmth. I mean, Felicia, it was overwhelming. And I wanted to die, but she was pulling me with her warmth. I was like, God damn it, I'm sweating that cold shit out. And all of a sudden, like, I woke up and it was like five in the morning and I had a blanket on top of me on this couch. And he's like, you're all right now, dog? And I'm like, yeah. And I got up and I walked fucking home. And I never thought about that until a month ago. And, and that was what came to me that night. That whole, I kept telling Jimmy Page to shut the fuck up, guy. Fuck. That's what happened to me too today. See, oh my, oh my Lisa, my girlfriend, right? We're two here. We were hanging out, right? And then all of a sudden, um, um, Jack, um, the White Stripe was playing that song, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and I used to party with some guy. We used to smoke crack like for days, right? That's when I was doing stand-up comedy. Do it one time when I was doing Tequila Tuesday. This guy drove me to Tequila Tuesday. I don't know if you saw him, man, but he was sitting on the side. He was my slick. You know, man, when you start partying, man, you 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 become, you become meet a sidekick for some reason. The wolf. 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 You find needs, man. You find someone that fits your needs for that time, period. And everything works out. Perfect. Plan, like your partners. When your you partners. Stop, when you stop... He disappears. That's you, it. Know, you start again. He's back. He's oh! back. <laughs> you really gonna oh. kidnap somebody? Really? <laughs> you have this friend. We all. When I lived in Jersey, I had a dr druggy friend, uh -huh. and what I didn't have, he had, and what he didn't have, I had. It just. And then I moved here, and my the one I had in Boulder moved here. So whenever <laughs> you see the wolf with me, me and Mike Kessler, it was on. That means we would go out and go. What do you got? I got twenty eight. I got 62. What can we get? Let's work it. We go That's to funny, Andre, take it to 20s. I get him a 20 of yeah. crack because he used to smoke crack on the way home. And we go home meets with something and everybody be happy. At least you went home with something. You were, something. You were partners on a package. Hell yeah. That's what you call it. Let's partners go. on a package. Partners <laughs> on a package. We don't have much. We can't open up a deli. Partners but let's package. go partners on a package. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you did eight hours of bumping. <laughs> It's crazy when you do meet like a friend that he picks you up. Like Mike Kessler, I would say to him, Mike, 8 o'clock, dog, at 3 to 8. Mike Kessler was there. Where are we going? We're going to go out to Tequila Tuesdays. Felipe's going to give me 60. And then we're going to go over and do a set. They're going to get 50, and that's 110. I got to have 30 because I got to buy cat food. Terry's going to ask me where the money went. So we got 60 to party. But what do you got? I got $48. We got it. Put 10 Car in the gas Cartel tank. Martel. Cartel Martel, dog. Martel <laughs> Cartel. <laughs> Those are the good old days. You can't do days. that no more, though. When I was smoking crack over there in that Frogtown neighborhood where I used to live, Elysian Valley, 
I used to hang out with this guy that had a bass guitar. He used to play bass for his father sometimes as a studio guitarist, but the rest he partied. So I, was, I taught him to play that song, the Jack White song. So when we're smoking crack, he'd just be playing boom, 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 boom. Right now he's over there hanging out right now like a soldier. I know where he's at. If he's I smoking crack. If I hell yeah, if I fall wow. out of the wagon, I know where to get him. You know, but I'm not gonna do that. Then you got friends who you party with four years ago, and you know, like you haven't thought about it. They hit you up on Facebook. Hey, man, I miss the old days. But see that right there? That doesn't that you get no risk. That deserves no response. You no nothing because just the thought of responding to that, you know, puts a trigger in your head to go back to party. <laughs> you ever get that huh? You get you, no, you get people like like if you ever go to fucking San Jose, you over there you might see that guy again and give you that that piece of. Remember we did that show during a Raider game and you thought it was blow, but it was ended up being meth. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, it was meth. When I went to Miami, I seen my old dealer. He showed up Friday night and he gave me a hug and he asked me if I needed something and never even crossed my fucking mind. And he's a professional. He would go to the improv, come in, order a drink. And he'd take the napkin from the drink, wipe his mouth, and throw it on the floor. That's where the Coke was. And you just put your $50 in the bar, and you put it in his pocket, and you pick up the fucking napkin, and you off and run it. You know what I'm saying? Like a doctor. It's weird, man. <laughs> they come out. I, they come know, out, man. My, my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show up to your show tonight, the 10 o'clock show. Do you need anything? I said, nah, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm straight, man. I hope you enjoy the show, man. I hope to see you there. What's crazy is, this is what's really crazy. That's all you got to say. I still talk to two out of my four dealers, like tight, the Armenian mm -hmm. and the black guy. I still talk four to them dealer, The Armenian and the bicycle? Uh, the Armenian and the bicycle. But it's really <laughs> funny. That <laughs> motherfucker had a bicycle. Coming from Glendale to Hollywood. From Glendale to Hollywood. <laughs> a bag, of, a a bag of weed in one hand. And a bag. Back. And he come back. The other you call hand. him an hour later, he come back on the oh, bike. Oh, really? And then finally, if you call him back again, he'll have like a cousin by that time that would pick him up. But uh, it's really weird that it's like when I told you, Felicia, and I think I've told you I used to carry a gun. When you carry a gun, you bump into trouble. Even when I wasn't doing blow, but it was on my mind, it was a look. You know the look. Yeah. That people would give you what's up, Bill. Nothing. You didn't have to say nothing. There were some bars. I would just walk in and look at the bartender and go, make the call. And yeah. I would go out, and by the time I got off stage at 12, it was there. Give me a draw for a hundred. Boom, fifty. A waitress, you want to snort some blood? Huh? He and you're out of there. That's it. It was waiting for me. But it's so weird how many people would know, like just come up to me and go, "Hey man, you want to do a bump?" Since I stopped doing blow, you know how many people have come up to me and asked me? Everyone. In four or five years, maybe three. Oh really? Because you wear it. Yeah. Yeah. You wear it, and I didn't know that. You wear it, you know, cocaine eyes. You think that, that he wrote that song from nothing? You snort coke the next day, even if you drink. Because in my mind, I would eat sushi and I'd be fine. Like, I didn't have to work out. In my mind, if I ate sushi and drank water, that would replenish the cocaine cells and I could deal with anything. But uh-uh, your eyes are beady, the skin, your skin yeah. color's off. People know there's something not right with you. People aren't fucking stupid, even if they don't do powder or they don't party. Yeah. Like, last time I seen him, he looked a little fucking gray. His eyes were cloudy, you know, so that magnifies. 
you're looking. When I was getting high, I was looking. Even if I had an ounce in my pocket and I seen somebody, I don't want an ounce in my pocket. I want to give it away half of it. <sighs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They know what the fuck you're talking about. But no, I've had like three people just come up to me. I had a girl ask me about two weeks ago in Pasadena of all places. Oh, really? Like it blew my fucking mind at the ice house. A girl and her boyfriend were like, hey man, we're going over to the car. Do you want to get high? And I go, I'll get high after the show. I thought they were talking about weed. And yeah. he came over and he was like, no, 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 look at what we got. And it was two big fucking rocks. And I was like, no, but thank you. You know, I was like, it's like. Is that hard to turn down though? No, no, it was very easy. You know, when somebody offers me blow now, I don't get like the first two years. Yeah, I walk get away, insulted. man. I'm cool with No, man. no, I don't even think about it. The first two years I get kind of insulted. Now it's like when you go into a, a, a place and you get cigarettes and they ask you for your ID. Mm-hmm. You feel pretty good, really. You want to see my ID, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never thought of it that you way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, still, the last yeah. two years, it's very funny to me. And I got to tell you, the last two years, that girl at the ice house. Like, who would imagine the ice house? I thought somebody would offer me in Miami. Somebody, no, nobody even asked me in Miami. But at the ice house, a girl came up to me with her boyfriend. So you, but you wear it, Felicia. Yeah. If you like, let me ask you the, the truth. We, we were out there. You and me were street dogs. Yeah. In L.A., supposedly now, I was dealing with a bunch of heroin people. <laughs> as smart as I think I am, I had no idea. I don't know no heroin people. When was the last time you bumped into somebody that asked you for meth? But for somebody's meth. doing it. Somebody's doing somebody's it. Doing somebody's it. doing it, yeah. Somebody's doing this shit. Somebody's Nobody doing heroin. For meth. I'm pretty fucking naive to that shit. I knew people yeah. who did coke. You know, meth people hang. Mm-hmm. Coke people see each other because you have that aura around you. You have yeah. to have it. You smell it. When I, I, I remember smelling my clothes when I come back from the road, and they had that fucking chemical smell to it, like... I bathed with ether or something like that. Like it's you, my armpit sweat would be yellow. My armpit sweat's not yellow now at all. Like the first time I like you don't know like I don't I don't need meth heads you know or coke heads, you know I just knew people who were up partying. Like I would go like I would leave, I would get out of a show and I would call up my I would call up my friend. Hey man, he would live out there with his grandma's house, you know on the side and he go. Hey man, you up? Yeah man. So I go there with a couple of beers. We're hanging out. You mind if I do this? That's how it started. Then he had, he was doing like meth. Like, what is that? I ran out, man. I ran out of cocaine, and then he had a, he had like his, I think, it, and that was my first time to I did meth, and it burned the shit on my nose. Wow. And then after that, I knew more meth heads. <laughs> then after that, you meet other people who don't you do meth? They, I didn't know you could smoke meth. Did you know you could smoke meth? At first, I think you could fucking bathe with it. You could bathe Those with meth it, right? motherfuckers are the most creative motherfuckers in the world. When they do meth, they stay up for two days, and you know what you do for two days? You whack off and think. And you clean your house. And you figure out ways. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck, listen, Discovery, we've talked about this, Felicia. Uh-huh. Who the fuck was sitting there one day and goes, Felipe, Felipe we got $8 between us, and we got the dealers out of town. We got, we, this is, we've just been out of town for a month. It's like September in, in the old days. In small villages, not small villages, small communities. There was no weed in September because the harvest. Mm-hmm. So for three weeks, it was dry in a lot of places. In Colorado, right. it would be dry. You'd be pulling your hairs out, smoking roaches, grinding seeds. It's got to be the same when your coke guy is out of town. One night, this guy was sitting next to the other guy, and he goes, Dog, we ain't got nothing. Maybe we got something in the house. I mean, think about that. People make meth out of home products now. 
it's the ice pack shit mm-hmm. set of set of it's the ice pack stuff the ice pack stuff in your yeah. ice pack you take some of that yeah you put that with butane and you, you, you crunch, a battery and you crunch up those um, Sudafed and Sudafed and you shake it up and Gatorade thing and you open up your window and, and you, you burn loosen it, it uh-huh. and that fume goes out right four fucking hours you're snorting now four fucking hours you can make meth in your house now Wow. People are doing it. Wow. And it costs, you know, twenty dollars and they make eight hundred. Yeah. You know, but that shit's made from butane. But again, butane. Like who thought of this? Only a meth head would say, let's what if we put butane in there? Because obviously when you do it, you stiffen <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. And they shook it up with butane, you know what I'm saying? And nothing happened. Like, what else can we put in here? Sudafed. Well, how many mistakes were made? Can you people? fucking imagine that? <laughs> they then they came up with, yeah. And then you take the battery and you peel it. Mm-hmm. You have to peel it open, take the middle, throw it away, and it's that copper. And you shake it up, and it's those three ingredients mixed with the copper that create this fucking thing. Listen, I don't want that shit 50 yards in my house. I don't need that shit that bad. You know, I never got into ecstasy because I was already addicted to coke. Any regrets, Felipe? Can you sit here and look at me and go, if I had to do it all over again, I would have liked to do this life without having a drug around me. If you could have five years back from all that partying, five good years, would you take that? I would probably be from 2005, no, yeah, before 2005 and before. That when I was in Houston with a hermaphrodite. The best thing about you, Felipe, is you think the conversation is going to go one way, and then it just makes but it's true. this tremendous He'll tell you, man. <laughs> you know, hey, I don't know, man. Like everything, no, I wouldn't take anything back because everything that I've done, the choices I made, have shaped the person I am right now. Because I see trouble coming along the way. Like, hey, I'm like, I, I have Superman X-ray vision. You know, like I could walk into a club and. Smell, smell somebody it. outside and go, I'm not going to that fucking club. Fuck. Yeah, get the same way. You know I what I mean? I, I, mean, I, I don't need, I know there's going to be trouble you there. You know it. You know I'm not going to go to that in. pizza place at 2 in the fucking morning. Fuck you. Oh, give me a slice. Bring it back. What are you going to go over there for? I know there's going to be trouble there. Lately, I've been telling everyone the podcast is about second chances. And, uh, you know, the way you're talking about that, the, your past and everything you've been through, like, you have had the best ch- second chance of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's got to feel pretty good, right? Yeah. And you wouldn't have had that if you hadn't lived that part of your life, exactly what you were saying. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing that with us. Thanks for having me again. Oh, I love you to death. I listen to the, the, one of the main reasons that I'm, I got to say this, Felicia, I brought Felipe on this week is because I did a documentary which. Felicia's gonna do the extravagant. Uh, Felicia, you're my fucking good luck. From now on, anything I do, you have to take the picture. You have the hand of God. I'm one of those superstitious so motherfuckers. You're oh so no! Sweet. And uh, oh. I'm really gonna surprise you with the pictures I want to take. But I'm, I did this thing, and when you shoot something, you think it's gonna be something, and then when you look at it, it becomes something else. And it went from being something okay to being something beautiful. Those guys, Eddie Bravo came over. You came over and had uh-huh. some ideas. We mixed it around. It was nice. really sharp. 
And I went to Facebook and Twitter and we got donations, but the donation that I almost cried, and I did, it was when I opened up and Felipe had sent me a bunch of fucking dough, you know what I'm saying? He sent me a bunch of dough and I called Lisa and I thought it was a mistake and, and they go, no, we want to help you with this. And he's the executive producer of my documentary and it's awesome. weird, he gave me a fucking second chance. So uh, it should be out next week by the time the podcast come up. We'll give you details next week where to find it. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, man. <laughs> um, it was it was cool, man. You know my girlfriend, my assistant Lisa or Daniel. She she wouldn't even know. She she, she gets up before me at six and she goes through like comments, updates. Joy left. You you left. Uh-huh. And then she tells me what happened. And then when she told me you were gonna do that, I said, Oh man, we're gonna help him. So thanks. Thank welcome, you, man. We're we'll we kind of so excited. Oh, to see you're it. my brother, yeah. dog. No shit. We always can I, can I mention my Twitter? Absolutely. Yeah, funny Twitter man. Funny Felipe man. Get at me. Find me. Look for me. This is my brother, guys. Give him some Twitter love on Twitter. Funny Let's Felipe. What's up? Who.com. Oh, no, FelipeWorld.com. We could edit that out. <laughs> if he comes to <laughs> your fucking town, go see him. Yeah. Give him some love. <laughs> Bring him a number. Give him a hug. Thank yeah. him for coming on the show. My next show is going to be in, um, in here in Los Angeles. It's going to be in John Lovett's Comedy Club, June 25. June 21st and 22nd. Should be a good show. Oh, you'll pack that motherfucker out like yeah, I'll be at Bellevue in May in Bellevue, Washington at the at parlor. The parlor. Oh, parlor at the parlor. Oh, baby. awesome. Oh, wonderful. Great club. I just can't go up there because they haven't taken care of that warrant, Felicia. You made- <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you know, you told me to take care of it. You new people. If you guys have liked any of the conversation today, please uh, uh, go to our website and you can find the iTunes link right to download it and uh, go leave a review uh, for Beauty and the Beast because it helps drive our numbers up. And you can always email uh, Joey through the website at beautyandthebeast.com and, uh, um, or beautyandthebeastpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, I want to give a word to our sponsor, my main man, tainted <coughs> Derek and the boys, I love you motherfuckers. Always cutting edge of artistic different things. I'm telling you, go on there if you're into music. The posters are fucking kicking. Go to TaintedVisionArt.com. Show them some Beauty and the Beast love. Beside that, I want to give a shout out to my man JR up there in Rochester making shirts and Sean Connors making some fucking designs. I love you, cocksuckers. Stay black. Throw a kiss, Felipe. Beautiful. <laughs>